How well we work, apparently, depends on why we work. That's what the newest study in 20,000 workers among 50 organizations seems to suggest. I want to review this article by Lindsay McGregor and Neil Doshi at the Harvard Business Review. It talks about job fulfillment. Prior to initiating this study, they interviewed executives at top 100 Forbes companies who clearly believe that company culture is critical to company performance. But they sought out more reasons about job fulfillment, more reasons that determine job fulfillment. And they came up with a hypothesis that there is a spectrum of job fulfillment along six different domains or categories based on their interviews with these Forbes leaders. And what they did was they applied a score called TOMO score, Total Motivational Score, based on these six domains along the spectrum of job fulfillment, from least fulfilled to most fulfilled at work. And they surveyed 20,000 employees at 50 different companies. Now, what are these six domains of job fulfillment, according to Lindsay and Neil? Three of them improve job performance, while three on the least fulfilled side of the spectrum inhibit performance. So the best predictor of strong performance is play, according to their definition. When the outcome of your work is related and dependent on the work itself. When you're a teacher and you go to school to teach and you enjoy teaching regardless of when you will be promoted, regardless of the students that you have, their families, their problems, their issues, you enjoy the process of teaching. As we all expect, work is best when it's effortless, when it feels like play or when it doesn't feel like work. Number two, Purpose. When the outcome of your work, as they define it, determines your identity. When you clearly know that you are a physician because you want to help save people's lives. You want to be a hero in other people's lives. You want to do no harm. That's why you take the oath. It determines who you are as a person. That's why you work where you work and why you work. Third, Potential. When the outcome of your work is dependent on your potential. You're a teacher. You go to teach because you know you have potential to become a principal. And that drive alone, regardless of your skills, your talents as a teacher, is enough to propel you to perform well. It's the third highest predictor of strong performance. The third. Not the best, but still, that drive is very, very important. Now the three least fulfilled domains or categories at work. So number four out of six, emotional pressures. When the emotional pressure from family, from peers, and the perceptions that you care about 
determine where you work, the outcome of your work is dependent on that variable, the emotional pressures. Chances are you may not perform that well because of that kind of pressure. Number five, economic pressures. Life takes many different turns and we all have financial, economic responsibilities to ourselves, to others, after we graduate or before we graduate, for those of us who don't go to school or don't go to college. The outcome of your work is dependent on that economic pressure. Chances are you may not perform that well because you're working for a paycheck when in reality there's not one person in this world who works for a paycheck. Even those who say that they work for a paycheck, they don't know themselves. They don't have that self-awareness or the understanding of the human condition or the world around them because studies also confirm that all of us really look for others with whom we can share our feelings at work and in life. We look for two things at work, attention and importance or recognition, whatever you want to call it. Attention is the mere capability of having a dialogue, engaging in a dialogue and sharing emotions with others. Whereas importance is the recognition for your efforts, for your time, for your presence at work. Those are the two basic needs. But when economic pressures determine the reason for why you work, chances are you're not going to perform very well. And the last and the least predictive of high performance on this job fulfillment spectrum is inertia. When the outcome of your work is dependent on random factors that are not related to work, to the company, to the field. When you go to work today, because you went there yesterday, and if anyone asked you, why at that company, why with those colleagues, why in that field, and why you go to work, you could not have an answer. You would probably have to fabricate it to others, but you wouldn't be able to answer yourself that question. Inertia. People who work by inertia are not going to perform well. So what the TOMO score entails is a survey. A survey that is based on a score of 1 to 7 in each one of the six domains. That score is then summed up and Lindsay and Neil created a linear regression model that normalized the total score to a scale of 0 to 100 to measure the company culture or the relative job fulfillment in a given company. And as a result, and as we probably all expect, Southwest Airlines and Trader Joe's are two of the companies that score very highly in a job fulfillment score. I think that the TOMO score proposed by Lindsay and Neil is a convenient, easy to use measure 
that you can apply in your business for your organization. Six questions with a scale of one to seven on the job fulfillment that have relative meaning. It's not a, an absolute score of job fulfillment. You can't be fulfilled one day, consider it play, and then another day you could consider an economic pressure. Right? So there's a spectrum. So you have to ask and you have to send these surveys not just once a year, but probably regularly. It's not a painstaking type of instrument. It's only six questions from one to seven are the options for each of the six. And that way you have your hand on the pulse of your company, of your employees, and can predict your company's performance. So remember, how well we work depends on why we work. That's the conclusion from this recent article.